The people of Israel are suffering for their, for the sins they have committed on their behalf. The prophet, or on their behalf, the prophet pleads that God will be merciful to his children. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, so that the mountains would quake at your presence, as when fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil. To make your name known to your adversaries, so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no ear has seen any God besides you, who works for those who wait for him. You meet those who gladly do right, those who remind you in your ways. But you were angry, and we sinned. Because you hid yourself, we transgressed. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. There is no one who calls on your name, or attempts to take hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us, and have delivered us into, your, into the hand of our iniquity. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father, we are the clay, and we are your potter, and you are our potter. We are all work of your hand. Do not be exceedingly angry, O Lord, and do not remember iniquity forever. Now consider we are all your people. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Paul gives thanks for his new disciples who have received many spiritual gifts. He encourages them to remain faithful as they await the Lord's coming. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gifts as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you are called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, In those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds and from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and it puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near, at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Be aware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. 
It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Be seated, please. Welcome to Advent, both the church and the season. This day, the first Sunday of Advent, is the closest thing that we have to a festal day. We're not named after a saint, so we don't get a St. Mark's Day or a St. Luke's Day when we can put on white and make cake and all that kind of stuff. Um, We're not called the Church of the Resurrection, so we don't have a great big deal on Easter. We're called Church of the Advent. And so this day tells us something about who we are. It's the closest thing we get to a feast day for our church. And the readings today are particularly gloomy, Um, kind of matches the weather out there. I think sort of, you know, as the sun um, goes down earlier and earlier, they decide to put in these gloomier and gloomier lessons um, just to match our mood. All of them talk about the coming of judgment. Um, Things are going to happen coming up, um, and they're not going to be pretty, at least not for everyone. In Advent, we celebrate two things. We celebrate Christ's first Advent. We anticipate, we wait for Christmas when we celebrate that annual festival. And we remind ourselves that we are waiting for Christ's final Advent at the end of time. The passage from Isaiah is written, of course, to the people who are in exile Um, They're looking back at Jerusalem. Jerusalem is in ruins. The temple is gone. They are slaves in a foreign land. Things just have not gone their way. And they're asking themselves, why did this happen? And the answer that some of them came up with is, because we sinned. Because we sinned, God did these things to us. He told us he would. Um, We're being punished for what we've done. This prophet, however seems to suggest things the other way around. You became angry, and then we sinned. You hid your face, and then we transgressed. So that when we can't see the face of God, we don't know where we're going, and we tend to mess things up. This seems to lay the blame at God's feet rather than our feet. In any event, I think the question of blame when things go wrong is never particularly helpful. So if we just set it aside and ask ourselves, what can this tell us? When times are hard, we have a hard time seeing God's face. These people have been pushed aside politically. We all know people who have been pushed aside economically, people who are out of work and have been for a while. We all know people who are pushed aside emotionally. Things haven't gone their way. And it becomes particularly hard to see God's face. And so at a church called Advent, we wait. We wait because we know this is not the last word. Listen to that refrain in the psalm. Isn't that wonderful? Restore us, O God of hosts. Show us the light of your countenance and we shall be saved. We wait 
for the seeing of God's face. As Christians, waiting for the advent, the celebration of Christ's first advent, we know that sin does not have the last word. Whatever we may have messed up, that is not the last word. That's what Christ came the first time to take care of. We also know that the current state of affairs, whatever suffering we may be in, is also not the last word. Christ will come again. We're waiting for the celebration of the first and awaiting the second. So at a church called Advent, we wait. We're between the times. Be awake, Mark says. Be awake for when you see it. And Paul reminds us that we've been given everything we need, and God will keep us strong until that time comes. Be awake because you never know at what hour you might see God's face. You never know when that, might, that restoration might take place. This past Wednesday, we celebrated our usual pre-Thanksgiving Eucharist over at St. Thomas Holy Spirit. We've been doing this for years. I don't know how many, ten, I guess. It's been for many years just us and St. Thomas, the Episcopalians and Lutherans. And, of course, we have an agreement between our denominations about sharing Eucharist and sharing um, clergy. But over the last two years, St. Uh, Stanislaus has joined us. Um, the Polish Catholic Church, Father Merrick, has come. Um, we're probably breaking all kinds of rules um, to, to let that happen. We know that he is, for sure. And this year, a Presbyterian church joined us. And it's wonderful to see the unity of the body of Christ happening in sort of subversive kinds of ways, ways that we didn't know were there. Be awake. You never know when you might see that restoration. God has given you everything you need, but be awake. And then on Thursday, we had Thanksgiving dinner here. There were 40 people for dinner. Only half of them were Adventers. The rest of them were friends, Um, We had some folks come who've come to the exercise programs and heard us announcing it and said, oh, gee, I'd like to come. We even had the instructor who does the Zumba class on Thursday afternoon and her husband come because they didn't have anywhere else to go for Thanksgiving. Isn't it wonderful to see us beginning to draw together this new people, beginning to be a presence in our neighborhood? Be awake. You never know when you might see the restoration that God has in mind. It's easy in hard times to say we don't see the face of God. But Mark reminds us, be watching for it always, because you never know when it's going to show up. And Paul says you've been given everything you need to stand strong till the end. Restore us, O God of hosts. Show us the light of your countenance, and we shall be saved. So at a church called Advent, we're always awake and alert to see where it is that we might find God's face. Amen.